Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Here we go. Here we are. There we went. And yet we're still here. Phenomenal. So do. <clears throat> Sean Dizzle. Happy recording day. Happy Mikey recording Hizzle. day. So I got to tell you about this drink I be drinking. Tell me. And I kind of want to start. Oh, I see what you be drinking. I'm a little jelly. <laughs> I like some two-hearted. I got two hearts. So, oh, that reminds me. I have some yingling in the fridge, and I'm so excited about it. Damn it. When I left so ill, that's what I forgot to do. Bring back some yingling with me. Yeah. Ah! Sucks to be you and yeah. to be me because I only got it because some guy from Indiana brought it. But whatever. Sure. So the wife and I had a date night the other night and we went to this place called Seasonings. And it's super great. We wanted to take you, but they were closed because they were redoing their flooring when you were in town. Um, but yeah, they have a amazing steak and they do this like. Uh, I figure what it's called now. Steak Siciliano? Some kind of jam. Mm -hmm. Brooke's going to listen to this and be yelling out <coughs> what it is. And the entire time. That yes. I forgot what it's called. Yep. But anyway, um, I had a old fashioned there because they mm -hmm. kind of do like craft drinks too, but they only do a select, mm -hmm. which I actually appreciate because it's like they're saying, hey, we're going to do these seven drinks, and we're going to do them really well. We're not going to say we can do anything. I appreciate that, you know? Mm -hmm. So after the, uh, after the old fash, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to try something new. And again, they kind of have a limited thing, which is fine. So anyway, I chose a Tom Collins because I've never had one. Interesting. Have you I ever don't had think a Tom I've, Collins? No. I don't think I've ever had one either, to be honest with you. Isn't that well, like a, a vodka drink? That's no, like it's actually, red? the base is gin. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, so I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm not a huge gin guy. You really got to do gin the right way or else it's just not enjoyable. Well, they did it, they did it the right way. Mm. And uh, I enjoyed it so much that on the way home, we stopped at a local liquor store mm -hmm. and i picked up a little bottle of gin to try and make my own at home uh-huh and dude it's my drink of choice now man i uh it's well i should say it's probably going to be a seasonal thing like it's it's refreshing in the summer because it's hot and blah 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 but yeah basically it's just gin Tonic water, simple syrup, and then garnish with whatever you want. Orange, lime, lemon, 
cherry, you know. Gin, soda water, and simple syrup. Yep. That's it? That's it. Huh. Salute. Salute. <laughs> but why is yours the color of scotch? Have, uh, well, it's, it's kind of clearish, but I have some orange flavor in it. So I have to, because this is what I do. I make my own shit up. Yeah. So here's how I make, I have a whiskey glass, as you can tell. Yeah, totally not the right glass for a Tom Collins, obviously. No, this is what it was served to me in. In a rock glass. I saw it fit to do the same. Anyway, here's how I build my Sean Tom Collins. (laughs) So I do ounce and a half of gin which right now I'm rocking Bombay um, and then I do a half ounce of simple syrup and then the rest tonic water which before I do any of this I fill the whole glass with ice because I like it super cold Sure. but then because I ran out of oranges I used a little spritz of uh, that flavor stuff you put in regular water um because it's kind of like got sugar in it. That's why I halved the simple syrup. Oh, anyway, oh, it's okay, doing yeah. good things to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very refreshing on a hot summer day. Even though today the weather's been a little kooky and it's only 76 and rainy. But hmm. that's uh, that's what it is, man. Tom Collins right there. Nice. Try it. That reminds me. Um, we So we went to New Orleans for Jenna's 30th birthday. And she promised to try whiskey with me for her birthday, try some new things. And, yeah, she um, did. I remember that. Yeah, so she, I, I think it was just an old-fashioned. No, it wasn't. It wasn't an old-fashioned. It was a whiskey sour. She fell in love with whiskey sours. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so everybody's huh. sour mix is a little bit different, but... I um I made up my own just using simple syrup. Um simple syrup, lemon and lime. Like fresh lemon and lime juice. Yeah. Uh with with uh and she preferred it with Crown Royal, which I can't disown her for that, but she uh she liked that. It. She preferred it with what? Crown Royal. Crown Royale. It's very African American of her. Very. By injection only. Um so <laughs> <laughs> which reminds me of uh pulp fiction. He's like, you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in France? <laughs> they call it a royale with cheese. A royale. Yeah. So, anyway. That's such a good movie. I know. It is. Jenna had never seen it, so um, I sat her down. I said, look, we got to watch this movie. You, you're you not allowed to, to live life much longer without seeing this movie. <laughs> she still no, was not... Been. <laughs> she w- she wasn't wife. as uh, entertained by it as I was, but well, she's a little younger, and 
it's kind of one of those movies that it's a classic to a certain type of generation. Yeah. Which is our generation. Yeah. But I will say this, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but whatever. But Brooke hadn't seen it either. Hmm. And uh, I was just blown away. Because it's such a good movie. That's like, oh, I've never seen The Godfather, which she hasn't. And I'm like, who even are you? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. And then one day she's like, oh, I found this on like Amazon or something. The Godfather set. Do you want me to buy it? And I was like, no. You only need the first two because the third one sucked. <laughs> Royally. You're going to pay for that shite. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that I know I grew up on watching and over and over and over again that she hasn't seen. And um, I don't know. Maybe once this baby comes and we're both sitting at home twiddling our thumbs, wiping asses and cleaning out noses. Um, I'll catch her up on some of the classics. You know, like they're about to make a new Top Gun. No. Yes. There's a new, in 2020, there's a new Top Gun that comes out with uh, your All boy uh, Tom Cruise. He's doing it again. The Maverick. And Why is he my boy? I don't really like him. Oh, well. Scientologist. I don't really like him either, but he's got good taste in women. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I can't wait to see it, though, because... Oh, yeah, you gotta see it. I remember Top Gun when it first came out, and seeing it as a kid, I absolutely loved it. So see, here's the thing for me. Growing up, the, like, in my household, <coughs> I wasn't, uh... What's the word? Like, I never saw that stuff, you know? All these iconic movies that now I'm like, oh, hell yeah, they're iconic. Yeah. I saw later in life, and not like too much oh. later, but I didn't grow up watching them. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that stuff was kept from me. I was super sheltered, and like Pulp Fiction, I guarantee you my mom have ne- like has never seen it because <laughs> she, one, doesn't watch rated R movies, and two, she thinks if you say the F word, it's filth and like, you know, the lifestyle that was being portrayed and all this stuff, you know, and it's just like, okay, well, cool. I'll go yeah. watch it over here then. But now, <clears throat> you know, I've seen these movies several times and I I get the iconicness, you know. Nice word. Thanks. <laughs> we were just talking though about a movie with uh with a gender role switch. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Which yeah. I hadn't ne- I had heard nothing of because, you know, and that's not like, oh my god, how did I not hear? I know I don't hear because I don't really keep up with shit. <laughs> sure. But what yeah, were you man. saying? Who's who's the Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch. Um And she's yeah. the new Double aught seven, huh? Yep. Yes, Man, she I is. I don't know. Let's talk about it. How do you like? What's your initial reaction? 
Um, okay, so first off, um, first off, I had to, I had to look at, look up who she was. How hot she is. Yeah. I needed to know. You can say it. It's fine. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, it's gotta be somebody extremely attractive, right? Yeah, male or female. Male or female. It's gotta be somebody very attractive because... 007 for the life of the franchise has been, you know, a sex symbol. Like the in his movies, uh, that person is like super classy and sophisticated and cultured, sexy, manly, sexy, manly, everything, you know, sensitive and yet aggressive. Exactly. I mean, in every it's single one of them. Everything I want in a husband. <laughs> so, from Sean Connery to Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig, those were the three that that I grew up on, right? Very attractive men. All three of them were English. You didn't say Sean Connery. I did say Sean Connery. Oh, I, said, I said Sean Connery first. Oh, you must have broke up on the old Google Hangs. Maybe. Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. Those are the three in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, and certainly in yours. Dude, I'm named after Sean Connery. Bullshit. That's a true story. No way. Yeah, you want to go into it real quick? Yeah. All right. I have a penis. I got to preface this. Do you? I am a man. Is I it have nice? a man-sized <laughs> schlong. <laughs> but back in old 86, I guess they didn't really have the technology we do now, and they couldn't find my man-sized penis on my baby body. <laughs> they couldn't see the area, you know? So they determined my gender... By my heartbeat. And this is where I'm going to win all the females, probably. Oh, boy. But my heartbeat was the heartbeat of a woman, typically. Like, what they thought, you know? Um, because it was slower. <clears throat> and, yeah, my I was supposed uh, to be... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Christina. <laughs> <laughs> this is no lie. Like, I'm not shitting you. So, like, my mom had the name out and the girl stuff picked out and, like, woo, can't wait to see Christina. And then, oh, that's a penis. So I had to be named and they couldn't decide on a name. And um, I don't know if it was the day of where it's like, okay. You need to name your kid because you got to leave the hospital and we got to put something on the birth certificate. And she was like, well, I like Sean Connery a lot, so Sean's kind of cool. No That's way. That's why my name's Sean. S-E-A-N, brah. True story. Wow. wow. Take it to the grave. Very interesting. Right? Well, also, you just- it's really weird to tell people that because you have to think like, Dude, do you really have a penis? Like, it must be tiny. Like, what's the deal? They couldn't see it? You know, all the <laughs> jokes. I've heard them all. I don't care. 
I'm confident in my manhood. Like it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it gets the job done, right? Show enough, dude. Oh, you know what I'm saying. I mean, but anyway, yeah. sidetracked you from your point. No, I'm just saying that you know Sean Connery, um, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig were very, you know, sexy men, if you will. What do you um, think of the last James Bond? What's his name? Daniel Craig. Is that his name? Yeah. Look it up. Really? That's his name, Daniel Craig. Fact checking you as you talk. Please. Um, but they all had one thing in common is that they were men, right? And there's been talks for the last year about this 2020 007, who was gonna, who it was gonna be. And initially they said, um, homeboy, uh, his latest movie is Hobbs and Shaw, black guy, Idris Elba, who was another sexy, strong, masculine man. Uh, he was pinned to be the next 007, mm-hmm. but I guess he ended up turning down the role for some reason. I don't know. Maybe to do Hobbs and Shaw instead. I don't know. Uh, but he turned yeah. it down for whatever reason. And so they picked this chick, LaShawn Lynch, LaShana Lynch. Who's and African-American and female. African-American, female, and bald. Like, she cut her hair for the role. Well, the, the image is... First off, you were right about the last James Of course Bond, I was. So, kudos to you. Kudos, bro. Kudos. But I love also, 007. The images I'm seeing of my girl LaShawn, duh. LaShawna. LaShawna, sorry, just saw that. She's not bald. She's she's got the little not corn rolls yet, but you know, a little a little something going on. You know I mean? Well, so her last movie was Captain Marvel. So in Captain Marvel she was Dude, uh, I am so far removed from people. I didn't even know that. Yeah, she was the the black chick who was Captain Marvel's best friend when they were in the Air Force. <sighs> I need to be better with people. Well, I'm not the best guy with movie stars, especially the new ones, because I honestly just don't care enough. Um, like, for the last several years, I've just been on a Marvel kick, and that's about it. Um, but the... Um, she's been in quite a few movies that were pretty good, but I can honestly say I haven't seen any of them, except for Captain Marvel. So, and, and then they're saying that she's a British star, which I think probably is the only thing that she has in common with, uh, with all of the, the James Bonds that have come before her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta say, <clears throat> sorry, I'm dying. Don't die. Um, I actually like her with long hair a lot better. So do I. I like her with longer hair for sure. Like in this one image from istampetty.com, if I'm saying that correct, she looks like Whitney Houston kind of with like super short hair. Like she was in friggin' what was that? The Bodyguard. Uh, Okay, well, yeah, but Whitney Houston is hot. 
<laughs> was hot. R.I.P. Was hot. Very hot. Um, I'm saying though, this chick, Lashana, you look better with the long hair, girl. You gotta grow that shit out. I I think she's a very very pretty girl. I love her features. I love her smile. She's got a banging body, and uh, she's super fit. She doing big things, bro. And so when is it? When is this? When is twenty twenty. This comes out twenty twenty. Bond number twenty five. They're calling it, and I think That's she's going to knock it out it. of the park. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't yeah, know what the is. name of it's going to be, but apparently this will be the twenty fifth film. Yep. On 25, four days ago, on the Googs. Yeah. I mean, even, even her with cornrows, I think she looks very, very attractive. But with the longer hair and the whole natural look, not with his straightened, but the more natural look of just the, the curly, thick black girl hair, she is gorgeous. Yeah. But yeah, so- I'm, I'm not too crazy about those super short haircut but i guess it remains to be seen like how's her hair going to be in the movie we don't know well and not even just hair like i mean you know what do you do you think it's going to be easy or challenging to change the gender role of the 007 agent okay so besides her being hot because we're talking we're not just talking like male chauvinistic stuff here We're, we're also talking like well, like we started this thing talking about iconic movies. So, like, if you go and want to remake Pulp Fiction and change all the characters to women, yeah, or if you want to change them all to pigs or all lesbians or all gay people or all aliens, like Pulp Fiction, don't fuck with Pulp Fiction. Yeah, leave don't it alone. Don't fuck with right? the Godfather. Like these iconic things. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Just changing it at all is it even like? Why are they even doing another 007 at this point? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I guess I just, I got to reserve my biases until, uh, until it debuts, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm okay with it because one, well, I've heard a lot of people say 007 doesn't necessarily have to be a man. Fine. If that's the way you feel. The fact is, is that it's always been a man. And his yeah. name was James Bond. Right? Well, that's, that's my thing right there. It's like, I agree. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a man. Yeah. But the fact that it's always been a man, that's what I want to talk about. Sure. Because now you're just like, oh, you know what? You're rewriting let's do history. Ghostbusters, this iconic movie, but let's change everything about the characters. Make like them all everything. Men. Like, make, why make them all you- women. Yeah. First off, why you got to be redoing Ghostbusters? You don't have any other movie ideas? Is that where Hollywood's at right now? Like I, I do. Yes, I think that's where Hollywood is right now. They don't have any new ideas, so they are remaking everything. From Ghostbusters to Jumanji to God, I mean there was Jumanji's like eight- a good one to talk about too. You saw Jumanji? Yeah, I did. I did too. <clears throat> did you like it? I did. I did too. But it's not like the old Jumanji. No. The old Jumanji I grew up on, the old Jumanji's iconic to me. 
Yeah. So like it's it's a whole other thing. Like this is completely different. You know what I mean? I agree. I, I was just saying that they don't have any new ideas. They yeah. they're they're they made a Toy Story four. You got um, like how long ago <laughs> did Toy Story three come out? Years. You know, um, just everything in the box office right now. There's nothing new. It's all remakes. You know. How many times did they re- reboot the Spider-Man franchise? Oh, I lost track. I don't even care about Spider-Man anymore. Well, the thing is that they're constantly redoing. He was redoing. one of my up, too. Sure, mine, too. They're, they're, they're so busy remaking things, they don't have any new ideas. And so now, to stir the pot a little bit, yeah, let's go ahead and make James Bond a black woman. And I'm wondering what her name's going to be. Because it ain't going to be James Bond, right? But she'll still have 007. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, I guess. Well, plus, are they going to give like a. Are they going to like. Transition in the movie from like. Yeah, the, the older 007 finally died or retired or. Ran away, and we don't know where he went. So you're the new 007? Or is it just going to start and, like, she's always been 007? I don't know. I think, I mean, uh, most of these pictures that I'm seeing online are both of them together. Both Daniel Craig and um, Lashana Lynch together. Like, they've been doing interviews and stuff together. Um, So he actually might make an appearance in the beginning and then die. And maybe she's like, well, because if he passes on the torch, air quotes, I think that'd be like cooler than just like Ghostbusters redid it with an all woman Ghostbusters. Yeah. There was no like, hey, all the old people are old and died, or like they passed on the torch and now you're doing it in New York now because the monsters came back later and it's like, oh, okay. They totally no, it was just it. like, no, we're going to redo it in today's society. And it's like, oh, well, you it's lost me. Yeah, you, know you lost I mean? me. Yep. Now, so that's me, because I grew up on Ghostbusters. You know, if I had kids, they'd probably eat it up. And the generation now will probably like it, because it's funny, and it's got the colors that are current, and it's got the, you know, the humor that's current. But, which I get, I just... You're fucking with a classic. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to make? Godfather again? Yeah. Like, how far does this go? (laughs) It's going to be a Spanish Godfather. All Mexicans. I don't know, dude. I I think I'm interested. I want to see it. And I'll support it. And I can appreciate, you know... Uh, black people coming up in movies and and becoming more mainstream. You know, sure. for a long time there weren't any black people in leading roles in movies. They were always supportive cast. Um, and so now I think in the last ten years we've we got a lot more leading black people in movies, and that's great. Um, but I don't know how I. I mean, I'm, I'm interested, I'm intrigued, and I want to see how they play out the plot. And I'm, I'm kind of like, 
you know, anticipating it being good because I think that they're going to probably, I mean, because she was a badass in Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. She was a badass pilot. She could fight. She could throw down. She had some. She had some good energy. She was aggressive, but yet very sensitive as well. Just kind of like get your shit together type of girl, which I think was awesome. I think she did a. She played a very good supportive role in Captain Marvel. Um, so her leading this role, this movie pretty much centering around her, I think it's a tall order and I think it's going to have to, you know, she's going to have to really step up to the plate and show that she's, she's that deal. And I think that she'll be able to do it off of what I've seen in Captain Marvel. So I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm playing the optimistic role. Plus, there's a picture of her in this pink dress. <laughs> the nerds of color. And, oh my god. This is at the uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, she's banging, dude. She is absolutely banging. So, I don't know. She just might be, uh, she just might be that deal, bro. Yep, she just might be that deal. Well, we'll see. Hell yeah, we'll see. Hope it's not like the Ninja Turtle thing. What do you mean? Well, they redid the Ninja Turtles and it sucks. Oh, when they were like super huge and looked like they're roided out? <laughs> yeah, and like, <clears throat> it's just horrible. Like if, Every, everybody was on steroids for that movie. You know, it's just... Ugh. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, definitely terrible. Um, but, you know, I, and honestly, I'm really getting sick of all of these remakes. You know, um, at least with 007, I don't think that they've actually ever rebooted it as in started from the beginning like this is where this guy came from it's always just been a new adventure started from the bottom now we're here yeah. started from the bottom now my whole crew here so maybe just maybe this is not a reboot but a continuation and i hope that it is like I we saw that. we just saw men in black four a couple of weeks ago i have not seen it yet well, so Slash you got, might not see it at all because I really don't care anymore. <laughs> well, so my point is that there, once, once again, there's another reboot or not. No, it wasn't a reboot. It was just once again, there's another. There's another sequel that that was completely unnecessary, but you got Hemsworth. Who was the leading guy? And then the leading girl, they put a girl in there for the leading girl. And she was, um, she was also in Thor. She was the, um, what you call it, girl, the Valkyrie. Mm. It's the same girl. And honestly, I thought the two of them together had some incredible chemistry. They worked very well together, and it was a good movie. Nice. So, but. I mean, hell, I mean, that being said, it's like, come on, dude, come up with something new. 
um, and stop all this remaking shit over and over again. It's it's really making me uninterested in going to the movies. Yeah, but at the same time, I guess you have to hand it to the Hollywood peeps because they still continue to get people out into the theater and make all the monies. I guess, but like, did, did we need another Lion King? I don't think so. No, but I mean, let's see how much money it's made. Right. How many did, people went and fucking saw that shit? Do we need another Aladdin? And then you pick Will Smith to be the genie, which was dumb. In my opinion, it's like, get that guy out of here, man. Let him retire. Another secret life of pets. I mean, it's just over and over again. One thing after another, just... They all just seem like the same movie over and over again. And I'm hoping that this one will not be like that. So. They even got another Shaft coming out. Did you see that? No. Samuel L. Jackson. The original Shaft. And um, I think it's Michael B. Jordan. Um, as the son, it's somebody who, who, who the hell is it? The Lion King debuts with record $185 million. How much? $185 million. Is that it? Huh. So uh, Jesse Usher. Though. I'm sorry, not Michael B. Jordan. It was Jesse Usher. That's, uh. In the new Shaft movie. But that doesn't sound like a lot of money to start off a movie with. Sounds like it did crap. Lion King remake becomes Disney's latest box office smash. It's from the New York Times. What's the amount of money again? One more time. Uh, it debuted with a record $185 million. Oh, 185 million. God, I thought you said one point something. No, well, 185 million on the first day or the first weekend is is pretty good, I guess. It's record breaking, bro. Yeah. I remember I when Shrek came out. It. I mean, I'm I not the guy who went out to see it, and I'll probably <coughs> wait to watch it when it comes on Netflix or something else that my Amazon TV will let me watch it with. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, like, yeah. I just. Yeah. One, remember, I'm not 12 anymore. And all oh, them okay. fuckers out there who are like, oh, it's Lion King. I love that movie. I'm <laughs> such a little baby. I want to go see it. <sighs> That's just see? not me. And if that made you feel uncomfortable because <laughs> I said that, grow up and be a fucking adult and take it. That's just my opinion. You know? Yeah. I think Lion King came out when I was in middle school. Hakuna Matata. I mean, I get it. You know, it's ingrained in me. But, like, I'm not rushing out to go fucking see the new remake. Is it really record-breaking, though? I mean, the budget was $260 million for it. Well, I think, I think I just read that it cost 400 million to produce <laughs> hmm wikipedia is saying 260 million 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I didn't read the full article, so. Doesn't matter. Do some research on your on your own time if you really want to know the deets. I'm not here to be a fact checker for you all the time. You stupid listeners, you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. We love you a long time. Yeah, so the original uh, Lion King came out in 1994. Uh, I, was, uh, I was 12 years old, so yeah, still in middle school. Oh, the good old days. And I, I remember that. I remember my girlfriend at the time fell in love with the movie and just cried every time she watched it. I'd call her and be like, hey, what are you doing? And she's crying. Watching Lion King again. <laughs> Why did he have to die? <laughs> <laughs> Why did he die? Why did Mufasa have to die? Yeah. Um, Here's a little fun fact about 1994 that you huh. probably... Won't understand why this means anything to me, but in 1994, the Arkansas Razorbacks NCAA champions, bro. Basketball. Razorbacks, you said? Arkansas Razorbacks. What the hell is an Arkansas Razorback? It's a hog. Oh. It's the college team. You know, their mascot. Yeah. State champions, huh? Or national champions. Yep. You don't even watch basketball. What do you care? <laughs> I lived there at the time, and me and my mom used to watch it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, pre- I like, you can quote me on this. She still has the t-shirt somewhere in her possession. Really? Yeah, bro. Suey pigs. Um, interesting. Razorbacks. <laughs> um, good. I got a little bit of country in me, boy. I, d- I didn't know that you lived in Arkansas. Hell so yeah, in, dude. In, in 1994, you were 10 years old? Eight years old? I was eight years, yeah. Eight years old. Living in Arkansas. 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 How long did you live there for? Uh, I don't know. I was eight. Maybe like two years. That's it? Yeah. And what the hell sends you guys down to Arkansas? Well, my grandpapa was a pastor, and he relocated quite a bit. It was kind of like being in the military, honestly. And growing up, like, I don't know, since before I was one... Or maybe a little after. I don't remember because I was one. Um, <laughs> my mom divorced my father, and he's mm-hmm. in prison. Mm-hmm. And so we pretty much followed and lived with and or close to my grandparents for like most of my childhood. Pretty much all of it. Really? Yeah. So well, no, I saw. I knew that you 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 pretty much lived with your grandfather most of your life, most of your childhood. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I just didn't realize that he was uh, a traveling pastor. You well, know? He, so he, um, so I've lived in Florida. That's where I was born. I think when I was about four, we moved 
Uh, well, maybe I wasn't about four. Maybe I was older. I mean, I really don't remember because I was so young, but I've lived in South Carolina, Arkansas, Kentucky, Florida again, and then Massachusetts, Detroit, which is where I met you, and then now Illinois. But yeah, my grandpa, he's built, uh, there's a church still in Kentucky that he built from the ground up. It's still in operation. Yeah. Wow. Like we could drive to it and go in it. Really? Yep. Him and my uncle, man, and other people, obviously, but. So your grandpa. I want to say he built one in Florida. But I'm not too sure where that one is. I think it's in Ormond, which is pretty much Daytona area. But so your granddad was your grandpa was a was a badass man in the church. Yeah, he uh, he did some stuff, man. Back in the day, he would uh, he started as an evangelist, and then he met my grandmother. And they started having kids. And series just activated for me saying kids for some reason. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, they, uh, they traveled a lot, man. And honestly, like, even when <clears throat> it's not even just relocating, like, they had a van. Remember those old vans that had, like, the ladder on the back and, the the back seat turned into a bed and oh like a conversion van they call them yeah get out of here they had one of those and we would just yeah. travel we'd go see stuff and uh yeah man that's how i grew up that's why like i don't like staying somewhere too long i feel feel weird hmm that's pretty cool though man uh there are a lot of at least at my last church, there there was always uh, guest speakers coming in. Uh, I remember one year, man. It was like there was there was one to two guest speakers a month that were yeah. coming into the church. Well, so how old were you? Oh no, this is as an adult in this previous church. Like they oh. just always had guest speakers coming in, yeah, um, because of their association and blah blah blah. Um. But there's this guy who goes by the name Nick the Greek, who has been a traveling evangelist for 40-something years. Nick and the Greek. You remember that? You remember that guy? Yeah, I think I do. Nick the Greek is uh, stationed, his, his home base is in Ohio. But he travels 50 weeks out of the year from state to state doing ministry. And he basically drove a van, a bus. He had a, he literally had a tour bus. I'm totally going to call my grandfather this week and be like, do you remember Nick the Greek? (laughs) His name was Nicholas Provolone. Like the cheese. Like the cheese. Like, dude, do you remember uh, David Wilkerson? I talk about him frequently. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he had this book and a movie. And he would travel about the book and the movie and, like, 
you know, talk and stuff. And there was this other guy who I can't remember his name right now. But uh, I actually met him because my grandfather had him come to one of the churches. And, like, I don't know, it was just cool, you know. What was his name? What's the kid that, the, the kid that was, uh, Wilkerson, like, met him, and he was in, like, a youth gang in New York. Oh, it's gonna come to me. A youth Damn, gang? I can't rem- I can't believe it. Who, say, who says that? Who talks name? like that? A youth gang? Is that really a thing? Yeah. Not just a gang. That's what it was, man. Back the youth in the, gang. This would have been <laughs> early 80s, maybe late 70s. It was a youth gang. Some hardcore kids that would just shank you if they wanted your lunch money. <laughs> Dude, and other things. <clears throat> well, oh, all right. what was his name? That's going to bother me so bad. Very popular guy. Black guy or white guy? <clears throat> Which one is he? Black guy or white guy? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was either white or Mexican. Uh, um, then I don't know him. That's interesting, though, man. Just a, a, a life of traveling and ministry. What do you think about that? I mean, obviously, you've had good experience with it, you know, traveling with your grandpa, but... I know I always think about, you know, if I was traveling in ministry, um, how much I would miss my family, you know, doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? I mean, most of the time, the whole family went, <clears throat> and it wasn't like evangelist all the time. That was more before, you know, he met my grandmother and settled down and all that. Hmm. But then, yeah, we would move. I mean, we moved a lot. I told you where I lived, and I'm only 33, so. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like a lot, and it's, you know, <clears throat> it seems like it would be very, very difficult to put down roots and actually have and enjoy community, you know? Nikki Cruz. Nikki Cruz. You ever heard that name? I have heard that name. Nikki Cruz came to one, at least one of our churches, and talked about The Cross and the Switchblade is the book, and then I believe there was a movie, and it's based on the work of David Wilkerson and God telling him to leave his small-ass town and move to New York, and David was like, what? Why would I do that? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, and then so he went this to is- visit. Yeah. And on his visit he met Nick he met Nikki Cruz in the youth gang and one thing led to another and Nikki Cruz was saved and hmm. now we have uh what's that organization that David Wilkerson started? Teen Challenge. Yes. So Nikki yeah. Cruz was a part of that. Yeah, he was the uh, the director. He was a director of Teen Challenge. That's where I knew his name from. Yeah. Teen Challenge. That's interesting. He's Puerto Rican, by the way. I thought he was some kind of Spanish. I didn't think he was legit white. 
and the name of the movie was Run Baby Run. Interesting. I don't even yeah. remember how we got there, but no. Oh, well, I was asking just your thoughts on you know really doing this traveling ministry thing. So th- I mean, this guy is still alive, still doing ministry. He's eighty years old. <laughs> you know that's that's uh that's amazing to be um doing it for that long. I mean, if he was a uh, if he was a teenager who came to Christ and and left the gang. This dude's been running for a long, long time, man. Yep. I mean, it's quite impressive when you've got longevity like that and you're not a flake. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that a guy like that who was gangbanging as a kid probably, uh, probably isn't all that flaky. I don't really know anything about him, but he looks like a badass. Yeah, he was, uh, I remember, remember him as being kind of a a tough guy, you know? Sure. But not at the same time, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, and so he reminds me of Nick the Greek. So Nick the Greek isn't, he's the least flaky guy ever. And, I mean, he talks about how he was gangbanging and how he would rob people, how he was a hitman for the mob, which is how we got his name, Nick the Greek, because he was a legit hitman who did a long time in prison. And he came to Christ. <laughs> it's, it's a funny story. He was led to Christ by a Muslim in prison. Changed his life around. I don't know how that works, but... It worked for him, and uh, he's been traveling, doing ministry. He's got a he's got a huge jail ministry, which is how he started. So he uh, and so uh, my previous church supported him through you know giving him money for his jail ministry, and he wrote a book called "Too Mean to Die." He's like been stabbed seven times, shot three times, and had hits out on him because of him robbing the mob and stuff like that. Just crazy life who, you know, he's just nutso. Uh, but he sweetest guy in the world. If you met him. So, yeah, but I don't know, man, uh, with the whole traveling ministry thing, I, you know, it, it, it can seem attractive when you see people that are successful doing it. But I don't know that I would actually want to want to do that. Be away from home for days on end. I, you know what? Being part of the unchurched, I have a I have a hard time giving up my weekends for anything. <laughs> to be honest with you, at this point, it's just hard to do. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go to church on Sunday. You know, I don't want to be out trying to do ministry on a Saturday on the side of the road. I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I kind of agree, man. You know, it's uh, it's my time, and I'm selfish. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the reality of it. It, it, it does boil down to uh, selfishness, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just who we are, right? If you own it, 
Faux show. Yeah, I just, I, I wouldn't want to do it. I, I thought it was attractive and I thought it was something that I would want to do. But, you know, the older I got, the, the less glamorous it became. And um, yeah, I had resolved myself to, if I was going to make a life out of ministry, um, make a, you know, be full-time pastor or whatever, that I would just be a local guy. Like I had already made that decision. Like I'm, I'm staying local. I want to stay in a community and just live in a community and serve that community where I'm at. Drive five miles to the church <laughs> and, and, and have myself a nice five to 10 mile radius where I, um, where I did ministry and be totally fine with that. So I'm all for, you know, doing your demographics research, finding out, you know, putting a pen right at your church and drawing a circle, uh, you know, three miles in diameter or whatever, and trying to be the best Christian servant you can be in that local neighborhood. And I think that if more pastors thought that way instead of trying to travel and make sure they got a big enough plane so they can travel from country to country and not be stuck in a tube full of demons, you know, <laughs> Worry about yeah. right where you're at. Take care of the poverty right where you're at. Hey, you know what? I sent you an article. I sent you and Brooke an article over Facebook um, a couple weeks ago. We, ne we never talked about it. Yeah, about how a local church paid off what was it, uh, medical debts. Yeah, this church in Ann Arbor was doing exactly what I was just talking about, just trying to minister to their community. Paid off $2.9 million in medical debt for Southeast Michigan residents. $2.0 million in medical debt. Paid it off. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Now that's ministering to your community. That's taking care of, your, of the people that you can see, touch, and smell. Mm -hmm. For real. Travel wherever you want to travel, however you want to get there. But, man, this is... Um, this is awesome, dude. So there's this organization called Rip Medical Debt. And the organization buys debt portfolios. But instead of acting as a debt collector, they remove the debt. They forgive the debt. And they rely on charitable contributions from other organizations to basically pay the bills. And so this church basically went into you know, got into a relationship with this, uh, this RIP medical debt nonprofit and uh, paid off almost $3 million, dude. And so what they do is, I think this is genius. We know the, the biggest church attendance days is Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day, right? Everybody goes to church on those three Sundays. Everybody. So what they did was they took all of the offerings that come in on Easter, and they donated it to this, uh, to this charity and helped paid off almost $3 million. Now, they didn't give them $3 million, but the fact is, is that with these debt collectors, when they buy the debt, they always buy the debt as a discount, right? That's how it works. 
debt collectors, you know, you might owe a thousand dollars to a credit card and um, the debt collector will buy that debt for six hundred dollars and then charge you the thousand dollars. Right. You know. So I think that that is pretty freaking awesome that, that they were able to do something like that and um and and really ministers to their community man shit like that i can get behind stuff like that will make me want to go back to church just to help out and do something like that unfortunately a lot of churches aren't doing shit so yeah <clears throat> but there are churches that do other things and it's not that major but it's still that major to the people that they're doing things for you know, yeah. If that made sense, because there sure. are churches who do stuff and like, you know, the churchy term outreach. Like they do outreach well, where they just serve their community with no prerequisites or pay me backs or anything. It's just hey. That old lady, she can't mow her grass, and we know she can't afford it because someone in the neighborhood told us, so I'm just going to go mow it. Fuck it. I don't want nothing from you. I don't want you to come to my church. Just say God bless you, helping you out. And that's a little tiny, you know, who cares? Like, ooh, okay, you took 20 minutes to mow a yard, but still, it's helping that lady. No doubt about it. Yeah, I learned that years ago from my dad who would, you know, we've always had older people around us in our neighborhood. And my dad would cut our grass and then go cut theirs. Or he'll shovel our snow and then go shovel theirs. You know, never asked for anything. Just did it just because, you know. It's almost like sowing a seed so that later on you can reap it, right? So now my dad is disabled. He can't do any of that stuff. And I get it done for him. You know, my way of giving back and saying, hey, I don't want you to worry about this. I don't want you to worry about cutting your own grass. I got it. I don't want you to worry about taking care of your own snow. I got it. You know, so. It all comes back, man, when you when you're doing good and you're being Christ to someone else. I firmly believe that. And even if you're a religious and you don't think like that, you know, but everybody knows what goes around comes around. And it doesn't necessarily have to be bad things. It can be good things as well. I remember one winter in Detroit, I went for a walk because I was a smoker, smoked cigarettes at the time, I mean. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know why, but I just wanted to get out of the house and went for a walk around the block. And uh, there was, I forget how much snow we got, but it was enough that it definitely needed to be shoveled and it would be tough to walk through. Right. So, and you know how Detroit is. They like, maybe we'll plow a few days after the bad snow, but only certain streets because they pour shit. Yeah. Um, so this lady, I was walking by her house and, um, I forget what had happened. 
I think I saw her trying to shovel, but she like had an oxygen mask on. And like you could tell she was older, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how do I just walk by that? You know what I mean? So I went up to her and I was like, hey, ma'am, like, let me, I'm gonna shovel. Like, just go inside and sit down or something. Like, it's, I got you. Don't worry about it. And I shoveled, you know, sidewalk and the walkway and the stairs and the porch and all that. And I literally wanted nothing. Like, I was just doing it to, because (sighs) helping you out, like, you obviously don't need to be doing this. I'm able, so I will do it. And then she tried to pay me, and I was like, no, like, I, I don't, I don't want your money. Like, you don't have to pay me. Like, that's not why I did this, you know? And it almost cheapened it a little. Like, if I would have taken the money, I would have felt like a douche. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but I, I also didn't, like, I did it because, I feel like that is ministry. Like that is being a good person. That is being Jesus to someone, you know? Yeah. And, but at the same time, I didn't preach to her. I didn't like pray with her. I didn't even say God bless her or, you know, God bless you or anything. Or like, I did this because Jesus, like I didn't do any of that. I literally just snuggled, Snuffled her show. Yeah. You snuffled her show. I shuffled her, show, her huh? snow. Boy, that sounds dirty. I <laughs> snuffled her sh- I snuffled her show. And then I was like, have a you know, if you need help in the future, like I live literally around the corner. Like i you know. And uh she's like, Well, thank you so much. And then I went on my way and that was it, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I hope that like Christians would do stuff like that without Okay, I did this thing for you. Now let me tell you about this. Or like, let me get you to come to my church or this Bible study. Or like, because then it's like, well, everything you just did is cheap to me. Yeah. And maybe that's just my perspective, but like, I don't know. Like, if she would have asked me, like, why did you do this for free? Then yeah, I probably would have been like, well, I'm just showing you grace and love. And that's what my faith believes and if you want to talk about it we can if you don't i'll walk away it's all good you know i feel like that's probably how jesus handled certain things i don't necessarily think it was like everywhere he went he was just like i have to convert everyone (laughs) you know Uh, yeah and my point in that is i wish my hope Uh, is that one, I can do that more, and two, that other people do that and want to do that more too, you know? Sure. For sure. Yeah, it's... Uh, I guess when you've got love in your heart, it's pretty easy to give it out. You know, when you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Unfortunately. Um, but it it just pays to... It feels good to be able to just step outside yourself for a minute and do something nice for someone. You know, I was, uh, I think I was going to pick up Micah the other day and Jenna was coming home with a bunch of groceries and stuff and she had her hands full and the neighbor just came in and just like, hey, look, you go ahead inside and I'll bring these groceries in for you. I really appreciate that. 
I wasn't there to do it, and somebody else that just happened to be outside stopped in and helped her do it. But just shit like that goes a long way, man. Just it just goes a long way. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't have to be tied to anything at all. It can just be you being a decent person, and I think we just need more of that. We definitely need more of that, and I think it's like a muscle. The more you practice it, the the easier it is to do it. So, it ain't easy being cheesy. It's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's all good. Um, so, in the next couple of weeks, um, I, I should get a, a word back from the doctor. And um, we'll get... Get her interview in to talk about gyno stuff and abortions. Ooh. Abortion, yeah. So um, she was she was uh, she came over uh, this past weekend for my uh, my birthday party, and we got a chance to talk. And you know, she really, really, really wants to be on. So we're gonna do that. So I told her to just give me some dates. She's going to give me some dates and um, and let me know next time she's going to be in town, uh, so that we can do this. Um. So that should be our August interview, unless we hook up with uh, your sister-in-law first, because she wants to be on too. Right. So we're gonna we gotta. We got these interviews lined up. It's going to be cool. So, well, and uh, the president of the fan club's husband wants to be on. Oh, that's right. Tom, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just said yeah. No. His, <laughs> <laughs> his name's Kevin. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm still thinking Tom Collins. Yeah. Uh, no, Kevin. 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 Oh, you know what? It is Kevin. I um, because when when I was there, we were FaceTiming them, and Kevin went by in the in the background, and I was drooling over his deer carcasses that he had on the wall. <laughs> his man cave. He's got a real man cave in his basement. Hell, I want to talk to him next. All his right, basement let's... is badass, man. Let's set it up. Yeah, we got to get that set up. I want to talk to Kevin, man. That that that's a cool cat. That's the that's the uh, president of the cool guy club right there. <laughs> yeah, we got to get him on. That'll be cool. Yeah, I was looking at the basement, man. Just like, holy crap, this guy's got it all. Like they had a coyote, a, a full size. Um, what do you call that stuff? When you get the when you get the animal stuffed. What do you call it? Oh. Cadaver? No, it's not a cadaver. No. That's a human body. It's uh God, I've been having burnt brain farts all day long. Oh, uh, when you stuff an animal. Yeah. You stuff they an animal, put it on display. Are called. Oh, I feel like it's right there. It is right there. If Everybody's you were yelling me this at us. Any other time in my life, I'm like, oh yeah, that's fair. Everybody's yelling at us right now. This is what it is. 
Um, Taxidermist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not what it's called. That's the guy's job. Well, that's what I was thinking of. Well, that's not what I'm thinking of. All right. What, what are you thinking of? Uh, a taxidermy. That's what they call it. A taxidermy. Well, that's what it is. But I thought it was taxidermy is the preserving of an animal's body via mounting over an armature. No, it's another for the purpose of display or study. Anyway, taxidermy. Taxidermy. An animal is taxidermied. They call it something else. It's another word for it, and I can't think of it right now. All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna end this podcast because right. I've got brain farts, and I just missed a call from my dad for some reason. Well, cool. My wife's home anyway, so I'm gonna say hello to her. Cool beans. All right, brother. All right, it's been man. cool. It's been real. I'll catch you Peace. later. Peace. Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.